Today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio, home of the Base Access Pass, where you get access to courses from Christian McBride, Ruben Rogers, and myself. Also included is a live weekly guided practice session with bases from all over the world and a bustling online base community page. So join us today starting at only $15 a month and get access to all of these great courses and exclusive base content. For more information, visit openstudiojazz.com slash B-A-P. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Upright Citizens podcast with Mr. Bob Deboo and uh, Ruben Rogers here. Um, how you feeling today, Bob? You cool? I'm feeling great, Ruben. Good to oh, see yeah. you. Good to hear uh-huh. your voice, man. Welcome back. Good to see and hear you once more. And uh, we'll bring you another uh, episode on base standards. Mm. Um, I think this is our fourth one. And uh, really beating this topic into the ground, aren't we? Yeah, Before, let's, yeah, yeah. Anybody I think still listening? Anybody out there? No, yeah, kidding. hopefully they are, <laughs> you know, or they might they look at the title and they're like, No, nah, I think hey, I'll I'll enough of that. I'm gonna skip this one this week. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna force feed some of this, you know, for 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 those who are just joining us. Gluttons. Uh, this is we just uh giving some more base love, letting. You all know some of the the, the the bass lines and bass songs or standards that we think all bass players should know, or or you know, you hear that you hear that line, you're like, oh yeah, oh, that's be aware. That's that song. That's that song. Boom, boom, boom. So, giving it attention, it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of those songs would be the great standard "Footprints" by the unbelievably uh, masterful musician. You know, arranger, uh, composer, <laughs> great Wayne Shorter. Do you have any more accolades to give to give Wayne? I don't know. Sorry. Um, yeah, I went, I went, I went crazy for that. For that. Anyway, um, uh, this song obviously is played, has been played for many, many years in standards, and, uh, sorry, in jam sessions and, and, and recordings, you know, alike. And um it's one of those. It's a. It's basically a minor blues, mm-hmm. uh, with a interesting turnaround. You know, for the jazz please out there, I'll let people know that you know it's F sharp. You know, diminished, fully diminished, as far as I know. F seven sharp eleven ish, mm-hmm. E altered, A altered. That's the turnaround uh, of the blues of the minor blues. But you know, it, it's situation, like we like to say. <laughs> Some people play F sharp minor seven, B seven, uh, E minor seven, A seven, something like that. You know, whatever. But even further in a different direction. I've exactly. Seen it. Yeah, it can get really different. <laughs> and you shall hear it in some of these examples I'm about to play. So the original version of this was recorded on the Great Wayne Short album, Adam's Apple, in 1967. Uh, the musicians were Reggie Workman on bass. Always got to put the bass first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Chambers on uh, drums. Uh, the illustrious Herbie Hancock piano and Wayne Shorter on saxophone. So uh, let's play it and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about this right after. All right, here's uh, Footprints. (laughs) 
That's so I love cool. it. Yeah, you know, if y'all have the chance, go back and check that second chorus of the hit. Every time I used to hear that, that yeah, I used to think it was it was actually overdub saxophones or something. It sounds but like another horn. It I, does. I was thinking the same thing. But like but oh wow, I would think that I, I I thought it was for some time, not really like listening closely enough and hearing that actually it's just. Herbie kind of trilling, you know, in the background, in the same range, you know, in the voicings yeah. as as a saxophone. So it really made it, you know, sound like a, a multiple of, of of horns. I love I love that that end recording. Yeah, mm -hmm. that that was getting me because I'd heard this. Of course, we always talk about listening again and having fresh ears or more older ears or whatever, you know, more experienced, right. seasoned. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but hearing uh, Joe Chambers catching those hits with the piano line you know mm. off, off the beat before the melody yeah the phrase ends right there oh it's just yeah yeah and yeah reggie really reggie really kind of expounds on what the bass line could be or the, even what the chord changes using different things as the, the song progresses so definitely go ahead and check it because we will have a playlist of uh this podcast of all these songs so um that's why we're just playing snippets of it but we'd like you to go ahead and listen to us much as you'd like you know hopefully yeah. for like you know 70 times each song um let's move on to the next rendition of this song actually and by the way that was probably one of the first um, known actually i think that was the first time he recorded that song uh, wayne and of course he was part of you know the legendary miles davis quintet also one of his quintets with uh, ron carter on bass uh always the bass first um Tony Williams on drums, Herbie here again. Uh, this recording was actually done just some months later, the same year, 1967. Um, and uh, it's just a different take, different personalities playing this, you know, and obviously the, the song has, has grown a little bit and uh, check how they, they do this, this song, all right? Uh, get yourself together, Ruben. Your DJ skills need to get better. Miles Davis footprints and it's on the recording. Miles smiles.
person. I'm all pure, pure magic. That, that. Oh my god. Right. It's just a contrast, which is beauty in both, right? No, I was thinking this too in our previous in uh, base standards number three. What song were we talking? I think it was Unit Seven that I was talking mm -hmm. about, and how the yeah. original starts off at a certain tempo. And over the years, it starts to get a little bit faster. Yes. That, that cuts yes. a little bit faster. Not really the point, you know, but right. it's something I'm noticing, you know, as we're getting into the. Oh, movie. yeah, definitely. I mean, you can say that about like, so what? Where it started and where it, you know, got to many years later is like night and day, right? Yeah. <laughs> but oh, man. And oh, everything, man. Everything about Tony Williams' ride symbol in that. Oh, gosh. Right. Oh. Um, on both of these recordings, I really like the way the, the symbols kind of like stick out, kind of like right in your face, like, hello, you know, it's well recorded, well recorded. Um, I will now go to a more 21st century recording of this song on much different arrangement. And, you know, here on Upright Citizens, we like to say, you know, go out and check out the people who are still alive, pay respect to the ones who are still with us because you know, it's keeping this music alive and 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 you know putting some money in some of the musicians pockets right like how you say give them their roses while they're still alive that's your phrase yes yeah i love that you know go ahead you know we we revere we revere the ones that came before us because they paved the path you know um you know for us but here are we you know we, we are the torchbearers now all of us are and let's just keep on you know giving you know make sure you say we appreciate you now you know, let's listen to their music and, and, and respect that also. So we're going to go to the great Terrence Blanchard recording um, uh, called Bounce. And it was recorded in 2003. Uh, the, uh, uh, of course, it's Terrence Blanchard on, on trumpet, Bryce Winston on a tenor saxophone, uh, my compadre in crime for many years, Mr. Eric Holland on drums. Uh, uh, so Aaron Parks on piano and actually Robert Glasper this I think he plays on this track also I think he he plays some some keys oh, really? some sort okay. yeah um and also you know I left the bass for last because I want to say this 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 young bass well I guess he's not as young anymore <laughs> he was very young then his name is his name is Brandon Owens and he was in 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 uh his band in Terrence's band just for some years and uh, you know seemingly on the scene just for some some years and he kind of kind of disappeared for a second um brandon's you know i haven't seen him in, in for many years has to be at least a decade i haven't seen him mm -hmm. uh but what i know is that he was interested in all kinds of music he was he went he had a rock band he was playing in. he was he was you know he's a, a tall handsome brother so he was doing modeling so he had a lot of interests right and he kind of you know varied away from from doing um straight ahead jazz but recently at least in the past few years i heard that he he resurfaced he lives in la and Brandon, if you hear this, yo, hit me up, man. I haven't seen you in forever. And, you know, you know, we need you. I'm glad you're back. If uh, Maybe he never left, right? But at least he wasn't doing the kind of gigs I used to see him. Anyway. Well, early wow. 2000s, I remember seeing his name a, a lot of places. You know, yes. you, could, you, right. see, you could go see him almost any night somewhere. So Right. So it's, yeah. So don't know. No, uh, so, as I said, I'm sure he's back with us. But he's the bassist on this uh, uh, recording. And here it is. The Great Range Shorter's footprints on uh, Terrence Blanchard's bounce.
playlist. <laughs> yes. Gotta hear more. Oh, you know what, Bob? If you will let me, I think I'm gonna do just a snippet one more, right? Just a snippet. Please go. Just to bring it all also to, to the 21st century. Uh, I mean, at least this was many years ago. One, one more Wayne Shorter's uh, album revisited, like Quartet Revisited. One that I feel one of the, the greatest modern you know, bands, jazz bands of our time um, in the, the Wayne Shorter's uh, group. I, I mean, I don't think they're playing much, any, playing anymore. I don't know if Wayne actually is touring anymore, but in the, you know, this band actually was together for quite some time. It has to be over 10, 15 years. Um, uh, with Brian Blade on drums, John Patitucci on bass, and uh, Danilo Perez on, on piano. Uh, and they recorded this record. Uh, I forget what, what year it is now. I'm going to figure this out in a second. Um, but I'll just give you a snippet of what, you know, the, you know Wayne Shorter's tune came to, uh, you know, move it forward at least 40 years or so right so uh let's give you a snippet of this one beautiful standard bass standard <laughs> Smack my hand, so 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 those who you know for you 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 folks with some more seasoned airs. I mean that's that's the art of of, of group improvisation. You know, um, it's not about okay. You know, it sounded like Danilo was about to just go and and flat it like it happens like ninety seven percent of the now. time. Yeah, you know, it it wasn't like that. It was like Wayne just kind of stepped away from the mic for a minute, listened. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna join this conversation. Mm. And that's, I think, the beauty of this group is that that's how they collectively do their thing. Of course, they do their individual souls here and there, but a lot of it is just group improvised in the moment, and it sounds like a whole. And you know, hopefully, we all can get to that. Not, it doesn't have to sound like this, but even if we're playing whatever we're playing, that we sound like a whole. It's meant not it's not individuals but just one band just trying to strive to to make the best music they can as a whole you know so that's my presentation uh, <laughs> <laughs> my report i'm ruben Rogers. Uh, yeah no that, <laughs> how you ended it sounded like the book report i'd like <laughs> no right <laughs> but no man oh 
organic, alive, breathing, everything yes. is just like, and unexpected in each moment for mm. you know, like, oh yep. man, yeah, I, I love that. That gives kept me chills. You, kept you on, on the edge of your seat. I like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. What's next? Where are they going? What's yeah, going? Yeah, yeah. By oh. the way, that, that recording is called Footprints Live. Mm. It's called yes. Footprints Live. So Footprints on Footprints Live, and it's from uh, 2002. 2002. In, in that range. Yeah. Wow, that's already 2002. Yeah. Dang. Can you believe it? Yeah. Man, Almost 20 yeah. years ago that they made that record. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like today for sure, right? Damn. Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. for real, for real. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over now, Ruben. Is that cool? Please do. Please do. Shut me up. My name is Bob Deboo, and today I'm gonna do my report on uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I chose another one, uh, another base standard. Mm -hmm. Um that's a really well-known standard, but especially in the bass world, and it's entitled trichotism, mm. or sometimes trichrotism, or sometimes <laughs> trichotism. This title, this title for this bass standard has been labeled in so many different ways. Mm. Uh, it's not really a big deal that it is labeled that way, but you'll, you know, you're going to come across that, uh, okay. you know. But the original version of this, it was written by um, the great Oscar Pettiford, who mm -hmm. we were just talking about a little bit earlier. Um, I don't know if we were actually recording or not, but we were talking about the mm -hmm. Monk Plays, I'm sorry, the uh, Monk Plays Duke recording with Oscar Pettiford on it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And, Kluke and uh, just, you know, that really beautiful connection. Um, another interesting aside uh, that I just learned actually doing a little bit of research before this about Oscar Pettiford, and this is... Uh, do you say the word apocryphal? I don't know how accurate this is, um, but uh, I'm going to quote something here. As a leader, Oscar Pettiford inadvertently discovered Cannonball Adderley after one of his musicians had tricked him into letting Adderley, an unknown music teacher, onto the bandstand. He had Adderley solo on some demanding piece, it doesn't mention it here, on which Adderley performed impressively. So in some kind of odd mm -hmm. way, like it sounds like Cannonball Adderley got a bit of a break by sitting in with Oscar Pettiford. Which I think is cool, like that. And, and did he go on to play in his band or, or something like that, or, or doesn't say? You know, the quote that I found doesn't expand any further than that. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think just the you know, like some of the street cred that must have come as a result of that. You know, people would talk oh. about it. You wow, know? nice. But, I don't know. I had never heard that before, and I was like, that's interesting. I mean, that's, I, mean I, I I think he was a Cannonball was a school teacher in Florida somewhere, right? No, that's my I mean. Too. Yes. You know, uh, like, yeah, unassuming, like, dude, just, you know, trying to just make a living school teacher, but he could play the, the mess out of the, Cannibal, the um, yeah. transcended the instrument. <laughs> but anyway, but, yeah, yeah, know, exactly. But, so just kind of an interesting aside, mm -hmm. the connection with uh, Oscar Pettiford, who is actually mm -hmm. what we're talking about, who we're talking about mm -hmm. in his composition, Trichotism. So mm -hmm. um, the I'm going to also have in the Spotify playlist uh, all of the tracks that we're going to kind of dip from and a little bit extra. So we're going to throw in some extra tracks just to, that we don't have time for in t today. And then mm -hmm. also a really interesting thing from uh, National Public Radio that's got a base beyond the thing about Oscar Pettiford, which is really interesting. But the first track I'm going to play is, as far as I can gather, is the very first recording of Trichotism. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just like how the name has changed here and there also the way the melody is played and phrased uh but it's even just changing whole like sections of uh phrases has really evolved and changed over the years but here is the original so i think we have to go back this is oscar pettiford 1954 from the oscar pettiford modern quintet with julius Watkins on french 
horn, which is mm. super hip. Oscar Pettiford always had like that he, he really loved the French horn. Uh, and that always uh, the, the arrangement that's he always had these contexts of, of, of different instruments that always seemed to be like, like clarinet, French horn, and right. oboe or something like that. It was yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, another connection with uh, with Thelonious Monk. Charlie Rouse is on this recording, wow. tenor mm. saxophone, the great Duke Jordan on piano and Ron Jefferson on drums. So this is Oscar Pettiford's Trick-Autism with an A from the hmm. Oscar Pettiford Modern Quintet, sake i'm cutting this mm. down because and mm. my apologies charlie rouse and i was just thinking how that doesn't charlie rouse sounds different to me there he sure With does that. you know those like you still say hear that sound but he definitely sounds i first thing i just said that when i started him was like is that charlie rouse then i started to hear his yeah his tone and his inflection just a little bit but obviously it grew over time yeah. um you know it, it, it's funny with, with with oscar i never heard this this recording and but it, that there's this frequency that I always associate with his sound or, or the way it, I guess it was record. He was recorded a lot of times. It's like this, this 100, like I say, it's a hundred K. If you, everyone knows freak, any frequency, if they could pull out some hundred K somehow, okay. it'd be clearer. Like you could hear the notes clearer, but sometimes that was just part of his sound. Not to say it sounded bad or unclear really but but it was that tone that he got out of the instrument that i always hear in all the recordings it's kind of like it's kind of like it's like this little bit you know just a touch yes just yeah. a touch it's it's always interesting to hear how consistent it was i now I, I always wonder if it was just just what his sound was or the way he recorded all the time he had a specific way of recording the bass i don't know let's listen yeah, more and we'll see if, if it continues <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll check out some more uh of him maybe that's something to do with uh with him being the leader too maybe mm. he was like asking for these specific or making these studio requests or whatever i, I who knows, who knows? wow yeah i mean definitely it, may, it definitely lends it based to be even like fatter and more probably in your face a little bit but not not as like tonally clear to me somehow you know yeah. uh anyway Andrew, go ahead interesting yeah so there's there's obviously a little bit more arrangement in this version too uh i myself came from originally heard this recording and was big into it i'm gonna play a track from uh lucky thompson it's a trio so it's really clear you can hear all the bass 
Uh, mm. It's a trio with Lucky Thompson, uh, Oscar Pettiford, of course, and then uh, Skeeter Best, I believe. Uh, I'm blanking, and I don't have my notes in front of me, but on guitar. Um, mm. So my apologies if I'm mispronouncing or misremembering. But this is the version that seems to be more at least in the circles that I learned this song in definitive, this is the track that you go to. Same, same, same here. I think this is, this is where I I learned, learned the song originally. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. So we're going to check out the melody and then Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and just jump ahead to, to uh, Oscar Pettiford's solo uh, uh, right directly after that. So that's, that's what I'm going to be doing on my end, but check out how the, the melody is phrased here. And it's just, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So here's tricketism. This is from a couple years later. This is 1956. But here we go. This is Lucky Thompson, Oscar Pettiford. I just clarity. Love, I love all of that. Yeah. yeah. So it's clarity. It's his clarity and his tone and his and his uh and just his ah, everything. Yeah. Yes. Master. Definitely. The, the the pulse too. Mm-hmm. His beat. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's just mm-hmm. that I had to let the walking go a little bit too. Just the way he walks is brilliant, and it took yeah, me beautiful. a while to come back around to be like, oh my mm-hmm. lord, 
Like, right. what is Oscar Pettiford doing here? You know, mm-hmm. just you know, I just yeah, and, and the younger ears, I'm just like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, you, know, you got you that thump. You get that thump. You get that thump. You know, yeah. <laughs> in a solo, the way he does his eighth notes too, the way the way he plays and phrases, yeah. and builds dynamically and articulation, just everything. It's yeah. just very original. Ultimate. Very original. Very him. Yes. Very him. Okay, so I wanted to, there are a bunch of different great recordings of Tricketism. I've got mm. a bunch more in the Spotify playlist that you can find. Just go to the link here and you can download it. Mm. Great versions with Niels Hennenorstead Pedersen, Rufus Reed, a great version with Andy Simpkins playing with Monty Alexander, mm. a modern one with Cyril Ami, um, and just killing. So check out the, the playlist and you can hear all this music. But the one that I want to go to is a... Um, I'm a big fan of this recording as well. It's Ray Brown's uh, big band. It's the all-star big band, at kind of an association with Milt Jackson, obviously. Uh, but it's the Much in Common all-star big band from 1962 where he's mm. playing. And this one is titled Trick Rotism. I don't, I don't get it. But, you know, here we go. The previous recording was Trick Otism. Um, so obviously just, <laughs> you know, everybody's having a good time. <laughs> We don't really care how this is spelled. People will get it. It looks yeah, like right, 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 right. But this is Ray Brown and a whole different arrangement. I actually need to look up who arranged all of this because it's so killing. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure somebody can let us know. But this is Ray Brown in 1962 playing Trickratism. And I'm going to, uh, again, hear, we'll hear the melody and the way that it's phrased a little bit differently uh, than that previous version with Lucky Thompson. And then we'll cut into Ray's amazing solo too. So here we go. Thank you. 
haven't heard that record in a long time. Fresh Airs, I love it. Uh, it's like the he's playing obviously with gut strings at this time because it's so it's a it's a sound at least for me. I've I've heard you know the evolution of his sound over many years, and I guess we've we've grown to to know. I mean, I guess the early recordings, most of them are with gut strings. And as he came to, you know, later on when steel strings start to, to be a thing, you know, obviously the clarity and the way he was able to, the fluidity became very obvious when he played. And you could hear that it's gut strings and also probably his action is a lot higher. So like it's clear, but it's not as clear as it was like even like some years later, just probably just, to, you know, just getting around the instrument was a lot easier once once he changed strings that's what that's the first thing that comes to my head just knowing the knowledge of of the evolution of of strings and and bass playing and whatever you know for sure for sure so, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. before the yeah. before the spyrocoid days right right because yeah he, he was, was a very good of too right everybody very the pioneer of the, that Marcus Berry and the spyrocoid strings where he was like what yeah i can be heard i can play easier <laughs> yeah, you young cats only want to play gut strings okay <laughs> yeah, yeah they were like cats were like forget this stuff man let's move forward anyway <laughs> but know. such a fun fun version uh that mm -hmm. i just love that i i get smiles every time i hear that so yeah definitely beautiful man. and ray is in complete control of this band too, you know like what how cool is that a you know a big band that's featuring a bass, bass. hello you're a ton of but you know mm -hmm. that's yep. Just we so need more. We need more. Come on, man. Put out that Bob the Boo record. Come on. With the big band? Oh, man. Yeah, come on, man. Let's go. <laughs> Start big. Get it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruben, always so yeah. much fun. I love doing these sessions with you. Thanks for being here and doing this. And Definitely, man. It's good to be here. I'm, I'll, I'll be here. It looks like, you know, I'll, as long as you, you have me, I'll be here, Mr. B the Boo. <laughs> <laughs> This one never end, the never ending podcast. Yeah, Dave. Oh, thanks so much, Ruben. Great to see I you. Know. Peace, Hi, everybody. Man. Take care. Peace. <laughs>